Hello and welcome to Here and Now Podcast. I'm your host, J.G. LaRochette, founder and director at Mindful Life Project. Welcome back. This is episode five of Here and Now Podcast, the wellness for educator experience. We're building this community of mental and emotional health through mindfulness and compassion. Um, and we're here together, right? Week five, episode five, we are in the eye of the storm episode. So as in the past, every episode is going to focus in on something that might be alive in you as an educator. And this episode is no different. We'll talk about being the eye of the storm, what that means, what that feels like, what that is. We'll also do some mindfulness practices always on Here in the Now podcast. Please spread the word of our podcast. We can be found on Spotify. We can be found on Mindful Life Project TV on YouTube. Send this off. Let your friends and family that are educators know about this podcast and let's build community. In future episodes, I'll be touching on some topics that you, the educators out there, are sending my way. So please don't stop. Keep sending recommendations, ideas to me at jg at mindfullifeproject.org. So it's here, you know, first month, month and a half of school, and it is a storm, right? I, I imagine I'm not speaking lightly on that. You know, we're in a time where education is being pushed to do things, be things, support our young folks, support families, support each other with a really tough last two and a half years, right? And so what does the hurricane or that storm have in the middle? It has the eye, their calmness, that blue sky above, that eye that is not engulfed by the winds, the storm itself, but is just still and peaceful. What's that storm? Well, that's going to depend on each of us, right? Depending on what your position is, what has happening on an everyday experience. But that storm in education right now is pretty severe, right? On the layers of what happens in that storm, it can be your student stress, trauma, it can be your stress and trauma. It can be the overload of trying to catch kids up, right? With this learning loss that everyone's talking about which at the end of the day, at least in my flight project, we say learning loss is not a huge deal. It's the social emotional learning loss that is a big deal. The mental health loss that is a big deal. Yes, learning is important, academics are important, but if we aren't thriving mentally and emotionally, you can throw anything out the window, right? Because it's not going to matter. I could barely read until I was in third grade and I became a third grade teacher, right? So we develop mentally, we'll catch up in academics to the level we need to, but the mental health aspect, we're not going to. And so that's what brings us together, that mental and emotional health, both as individual educators, as community of educators, and then also within our work with young people. So think about it. What are your wins? What are your storms? What is causing some overwhelm, right? What's causing it? So maybe it is that two students in your class that just cannot regulate, right? Maybe it is the, the family pressures, right? Maybe it is the, the pressures that are coming from all angles. Maybe it's a new curriculum. Maybe it's adoption of something that you couldn't really have time for. Um, these are all the different aspects that can make teaching such a challenging profession. And as we start noticing the changes, 
uh, we get more put on us as educators, right? As principals, as teachers, as superintendents, like it doesn't matter where you are, if you're TA, like everybody is being pushed to do new things at new levels that were unthought of and unheard of before. So here's the question, right? When we think of that analogy of the eye of the storm, it's how do you stay in the area of that storm, but not be engulfed by it? So those thoughts, those emotions, those sensations, those experiences on a daily basis, right? On a daily basis, they get compiled in us, right? We know that the body keeps the score, right? You literally right now, if you check your shoulders, you check your temples, you check your stomach, we will keep the score of our stress and our trauma, especially if we're not focusing on investing on self-care, community care, mental and emotional health. So truly, as a classroom teacher, I was very good at keeping my focus on the, what was happening in those four walls. Little did I know that there was political storms happening in education. Little did I know the unions were struggling with districts. Little did I know like that teachers were burnt out and overwhelmed until I personally was, right? That was a beautiful place for me as a, as a classroom teacher, third, fourth, fifth grade. And then when the storm continues to come and we don't have any respite, we don't have any opportunity to pause be with ourselves, be with this moment, and really digest and metabolize what's happening in our experience, right? Not only ours, because your young folks, those 25, 30, 35 kids, depending on your grade level, hundreds of kids if you're in middle high school, your young folks are also in that storm. And far too often, that storm is so complexly layered that we don't even understand how hard it is to navigate it for that eight-year-old, that 12-year-old, that 15-year-old, or even for ourselves and those around us. So how do we become the eye of the storm? I can only speak for myself, from my experience, that mindfulness practices allow us to have true discernment and observation of these thoughts, these emotions, these physical experiences, this whole lived experience watching it. Now take that back for a second. If you're the eye of the storm, you can see clearly the storm, but you're not in the middle of it. You're not engulfed in it. And so the same thing that I is really mindfulness. How do I watch these thought patterns without judgment? How do I watch these emotions arise without entanglement? So that's what being in the middle of it without being it means. And that's exactly what mindful awareness does for us. Not always, right? It doesn't mean that I'm not caught up in the fog or the strong winds or like the stressors of lived experience, but it means I can dabble in and I get caught in that negative thought process, that emotional state, and I can come back and see clearly what's really here now without judgment, but actually with compassion. So think for yourself again, what are the layers of stress? What are the layers of overwhelm? What are the layers of just as you are one human, you can't really meet the needs of, at least from your perspective? What do you really want to be for your students? 
what do you really wanna be for yourself? And what do you wanna be for your community? I think you all wanna be fully present, able to attune to the room and who's around you and be able to guide and support getting away from stress, away from trauma. And I don't mean by a way like running away from it, but not being entangled in that stress, not being entangled in that thought process, that emotional state. So when we are in our mirror neurons, right? So thinking about, let's say, behavioral issues in the classroom. Behavioral issues in the classroom are great examples, right? If a kid misbehaves, quote unquote, we're gonna reflect our own mirror neuron of the stress response usually. That stress response is gonna say, hey, you gotta stop doing that or get out of my class, right? The problem is that the moment our stress response says, hey, stop doing that or get out of my class where you can't do that, it literally is enjoying and conjoining and being a part of that storm versus can I regulate myself? Can I offer an invitation? Can I ask a question? Like just simple for like eight-year-olds or six-year-olds is like, hey, what's your favorite color? Because when that stress response, that escalation, right? That dysregulation happens, we're in the amygdala. We're in that stress response. Cortisol adrenaline is on alert. How do we get to the prefrontal cortex first ourselves so that we can make a skillful decision for that young person? Or if we're in a staff meeting and we're being told to do something new from whatever our, our, our you know, entity is, right? Oh, we have to do this new thing that has to happen in a certain time frame. How does that negative process of like, oh, that shouldn't be this way, my stress response escalates and then I'm not gonna be healthy in myself and healthy in others, right? And then how does my communication affect that? So in today's episode, we're looking that our mirror neurons are gonna reflect what we see. And oftentimes we're seeing so much stress, so much challenge that we're being carried away in it as well. So here's an invitation for us. It's how do we continue to cultivate mindfulness and compassion so we can see clearly what is actually happening without feeling like it's happening to us. So we're not our thoughts, we're not our emotions. And I know that might sound a little weird, right? We're not our thoughts, we're not our emotions, meaning that thoughts will come, thoughts will go. We treat them all like friends. Emotions will come, emotions will go, and you got it. We treat them all like friends. The way that we conform that ability to be with the present moment without judgment and compassion allows us to be, you got it, the eye of the storm. So we're not trying to get rid of the storm. The storm's gonna have to disintegrate on its own, right? It's gonna have to fall apart on its own. We cannot be responsible for ending the storm by which we're living in right now and in the future, right? But what we can do is be skillful, be healthy in our mind, bodies, and heart, help those around us be present in this revolution and act with compassion and let the storm, by intentionally moving ourselves or doing things a certain way, let the storm slow down and calm down. And then hopefully when the storm is starting to clear up, we can actually restructure the way we are creating education as it is, right? And that's the hope that this has right now in this moment, this tough time is like, can we actually learn lessons, both individual, community, globally, that we can start to change systems so they nourish the whole being. I say whole child, whole adult right now. That's my tag, right? Hashtag whole child, whole adult. If we create that as an education system, imagine the possibilities. 
So as always, we're gonna move towards practice, right? So what can we do when the storm inside of us is strong or outside of us is strong? Well, we're gonna keep on learning these mindful skills. Today's focus is on mindful emotions and heartfulness. Two practices that can literally help us see what's there by not being entangled in it. So mindful emotions is welcoming these emotions and this human experience, inviting them here to be with us without wishing they were different. Sometimes those stronger emotions, right? Those anger, rage, fear, those emotions can trigger the stress response. But if we welcome them, name them to tame them, right? Oh, there you are, sadness, 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 or anger, anger, anger. The second you can name them, you're not attached to them, and it's not gonna trigger that stress response at the same level or at all. So we know that you are surrounded by emotions all day along with your students. We know that we have our own emotions all day, all, all the time, right? They're coming, they're going, some stay a little longer, some stay a little shorter, but there's stickier ones than others, right? So what is that emotion for you that's the stickiest? For me, it was anxiety. It was whenever anxiety arose, I felt like I was weak, I felt like I wasn't able to control myself. I felt like it was a failure. I felt like something was wrong with me, right? Do you see that? And I attached to it. It was like, at some point in my life, I was like, oh, I am anxiety. Like, that's who I am, right? That was where it was really unhealthy because I literally identified myself based off of an emotion. And that was a spiral. So here now, anxiety is one of my best friends. You know, I'm working on that. It's not all the way there yet, but it's like, how can I welcome anxiety as that message, right? So that when I do get in the stress response, when I do get in that storm, I can come back. And every mindful skill is going to help us in different ways, right? So today it's really around how do we bring compassion and mindfulness together with emotions? And heartfulness is exactly that. How do we bring heartfulness, self-love, self-care, unconditional love, unconditional care to ourselves and those around us, okay? So let's get to it. The mindful set today is mindful emotions with heartfulness practice. So as we always do, feel free to wiggle around a little bit, get the body moving. Okay, you can rotate your neck around a little bit. You can circle the head gently in circles with the neck, kind of slowly feel it. Just notice where there's some tightness, looseness, and then find some stillness. And we'll do the MLP way. So you can repeat after me if you'd like a little call and response. I've got my feet on the floor. I've got my spine in a line. Got my hands in my lap and my heart to the sky. So gently allowing the eyes to close if that's an offering that feels comfortable or soft gaze below. Remember mindfulness, paying attention on purpose to the here and now without judgment. The key is that non-judgment part. As we practice, we'll get distracted We'll feel a certain sensation. We'll start judging maybe for a second. And then we'll gently come back into awareness, just seeing what's really there, not the opinions or thoughts about it. Stay with the sound of the bell from the beginning to the end, as long as you can. So as you come into your practice today, wherever you've been, whatever time of day it is, wherever you're going next, 
It's an invitation to arrive fully. So arriving fully by just noticing that the body is sitting, contact points, noticing that the heart is here, is present, and bringing the mind into awareness. We're becoming students of our own minds with compassion and care. So maybe there's lots of thoughts, few thoughts in between, whatever, just noticing. And now you can take an intentional deep breath in, breathing in, breathing out, breathing in, breathing out. And as you focus now into awareness, we're just going to tune in, right? Thoughts connect to emotions, emotions connect to thoughts. Physical sensations will connect to those. So in this idea of being the eye of the storm, mindfulness is the eye. And the storm, it doesn't need to be an ugly storm, a, a mean storm. It could be a, a little tropical storm, right? It doesn't mean that everything is in tragedy or tr trouble. It just means that, yeah, life is happening, right? So the storm in this analogy can be emotions and thoughts, physical sensations. Now let's just bring awareness to those emotions for a little while. Kind of like you're on the side of a river watching the river flow and twigs and leaves, different objects are floating by and those are kind of like emotions. So you can just watch the emotions come and go sometimes those emotions are a little bit harder to just watch and we kind of get entangled by them. Just notice that if that's possible. Maybe there's some peace, maybe there's some anxiousness. Whatever is there, just notice. There'll be sounds. There'll be situations, things happening around you, thoughts, just gently come back to the emotions. And bring that heartfulness practice, that compassion to meet those emotions. The strong emotions can trigger the stress response just like a physically dangerous situation can, but the emotion is not dangerous. So let's bring care and compassion to whatever the felt sense of emotions are right now. Name the emotion as a way to tame the emotion. So name them sometimes, three, four or five times. And if it's a strong emotion, it might take more times of naming it to kind of distance ourselves and just watch it. If you need to come back into the body and notice sensations of the body, you need to focus on the breath. We can always dip in and out intentionally with our mindful awareness. So whatever is arising in the present moment is our practice. And notice if there's some compassion growing. Notice if it's hard to build that heartfulness practice. Heartfulness practice is oftentimes way harder 
to give ourselves and others and even more of a reason to practice it. So you can just follow the following phrases in your mind or add ones you like to. Just think of yourself as that other person that's easier to send compassion to. So just you can cycle through these phrases with the emotions that are arising. May I be happy. May I be healthy in mind, body, and heart. May I be filled with peace. May I be filled with love. And now just check on those sentences. If you want to add different ones, feel free to. But see if there's an authentic meaning behind them. If the mind wanders and we catch ourselves distracted, no judgment, just gently coming back. We're going to close the practice by doing them one more time and just visualizing that these sentences are truest form in you. So repeat them again. May I be happy. May I be healthy. May I be filled with peace. May I be filled with love. And then just bring attention to the whole body sitting here and blanket yourself with compassion. So if you're struggling, if you've been struggling, if mental state has been hard, emotional state or physical, can we dip ourselves into that blanket and cover ourselves a little more fully? The more we practice, the more it grows. And as we close practice, feel free to Bring this breath into awareness, just a few cycles, breathing in, know that you're breathing in, breathing out, know that you're breathing out. And just remember that you can always be the eye of the storm. You can always use your mindful awareness to really just see clearly without entanglement, attachment, and feeling like something's really wrong. Stay with the sound of the bell from beginning to end the close practice. And whenever you're ready, if you haven't yet, you can open your eyes. And again, just check into the, the senses, right? How do you see things right now? Is it a little clearer, a little harder to see clearly? Is the are colors more prominent check into your touch right how does it feel to be in the chair just check in right those senses are always there in the present moment so i hope today's episode the eye of the storm has been helpful for you there's no doubt that we're living in very complex challenging times and there's no doubt that you have the wisdom within you to cultivate being in clear present moment awareness with truth and power. The more we practice, the more it grows. So continue to get your mindfulness practices going. You can bring it to your students, be practitioners with them. Let's keep building this community of wellness for educators. May you have a wonderful rest of your day, evening, wherever you're at, and keep on going. Thanks for being at Here in the Now podcast. 
with your host, J.G. Larochette from Mindful Life Project. Hope to see you next week at episode six. Be well, everyone. I'm in the present, no judgment. I'm here now.